welcome to episode 14 of the Sports Leadership Podcast. I am your co-host, Kevin DeShazo of Culture Wins Championships, along with Mark Hodgkin of New Line. Mark, how are things? Things are good. It was good to uh, to get together in person last week in, uh, in NACTA here, to, here in Orlando, and uh, it was good to run into a lot of people who listened to the show and uh, had some good things to say, which was, uh, which was great to hear. But things are good. Enjoying the, enjoying the summer so far. Yeah, it was a really fun week in Orlando. Good to be uh, in NACTA for a few days. Got to do a few sessions on Five Voices, um, connect with a lot of people. That NACTA is kind of a, a dream scenario for me as a connector voice. I just love being around people and meeting new people. So it was great to see uh, old friends and new friends and Twitter friends. And, um, and again, hear a lot of great feedback on the podcast. It's, it's one of those kind of a labor of love. I don't, I don't really look at the analytics, so you never know who's actually listening or who's not listening. Um, and so it's just fun to hear the feedback uh, in person from people and the encouragement um, and the value that they're getting from it. And I think that's been a, a huge piece for us as we're trying not to just make this a, um, I mean, yeah, we want to have fun and we, we're both passionate about leadership and being better and passionate about the sports world. Um, we want to try to be giving you guys practical things to think about, practical things to apply. And so it's always good to hear that feedback that people are actually taking this and applying it and they're sharing it with their teams. Uh, and so that's really cool. And so uh, as, we, as we continue on in the summer, we want to have a, a conversation today that I think is really important and, and a conversation that I had a lot at NACTA and to be honest, have this conversation consistently with, with um, especially young administrators, but people who are not in the AD chair um, or the boss chair. I know some people listening to this are not necessarily in college athletics. They're in a pro organization. Um, so so what, what does it look like to lead when you are not the quote-unquote leader? Um, how do you lead across um, with your peers, uh, which is a really sensitive uh, conversation and, and, and way to approach the workplace, but then also how do you lead down? How do you lead those people who are in your charge um, when you are not the, the quote-unquote main leader or main creator of culture? Uh, and so we have a, a few thoughts on how people can do that and how to really own your situation, own your role. Uh, and so, Mark, why don't, why don't you just kick us off and, and share some, some thoughts that you have on how people can – let's start with leading down um, when you are not the leader. Some things that you've done in your life, maybe things that haven't gone well, but, but some of your tips and insight on how you can lead uh, down when you are not the quote-unquote boss. Yeah, you know, I think um, one of the things to keep in mind in this entire conversation is that, you know, if you wait till you're in a point of leadership, it's really too late to develop a lot of the skills that'll make you either successful or hold you back. Um, and, and to really, you know, be intentional. Uh, we talk about that a lot, but thinking about how you can do this before you're in the chair where, you know, you have a lot of things thrown at you. Um, maybe you're managing people and that's the first time you thought about leadership. I think it's important to be thinking about it, whether you're a GA now or a entry level intern or, um, you know, somebody who maybe doesn't have a team yet, um, because it's never too early to kind of establish yourself as a leader. And, and I think one of the things you can do um, in this area that really helps is um, is starting with developing relationships around, with the people around you. Leadership is a, a service-oriented um, thing, or at least it should be. Um, you know, I heard the quote when I was, I was prepping for the show a little bit that, you know, if serving is below you, leadership is beyond you. Um, and I actually don't know who said that, but I thought it, it was a really good one. And what you do in that case is, is getting to know the people around you, understanding where they're, you know, where they are as a professional right now, but, but where they want to be. You know, I think a big thing too is, is being able to share the credit, um, you know, internally. Uh, you talk about it being kind of a sensitive issue if you're not in a leadership role, um, trying to be a leader. You don't want to be the person who's trying to steal all the credit or, or brown nosing or, you know, nobody likes that guy either. Um, 
So I think sharing the credit, bringing people in um, to projects where it makes sense. And another thing is kind of, you know, leading yourself. You know, if you can't have things under control, if you can't control your attitude, if you can't control your discipline, um, how are you ever going to get other people around you to do that? Um, I think that's probably something that's not, not talked about enough. Yeah, all, all really good points. And I, I think a lot of people are fighting for themselves. They go into each day uh, thinking, what is best for me? What can I do that, that makes me look good, that gets me ahead, that gets me maybe into that next role? Uh, and it's not that those are bad thoughts, but that's, it's just very inward. And as you said, leadership is it's a servicing. Leadership, it's, it's a people business. Um, it's not a task thing. Leadership is about people, about connecting with people. And you know, I hear a lot of people say, I had a great conversation at NACTA and, and uh, a guy was really frustrated with a certain situation and, and um, you know, an AD who was kind of hands off and um, really not, not doing a great job in creating a healthy culture, but this individual wanted a better culture. So what do I, what do I do there? I said, start creating it. You know, your, your boss is probably not going to stop you from leading your people well. Uh, they can't, they can't tell you how to talk to your people, how to empower your people that that's on you. And so maybe you're leading a, a team of two or three, maybe you're, uh, you've got a team of five, six, 10, whatever it may be. Um, the people above you are not truly impacting the way that, that you lead. Most of us use that as an excuse. Uh, and then we also, well, it's not my job. I, you know, I don't have permission to do that. And so a lot of people are waiting on permission, uh, when their boss is busy, they have tasks to do, they have meetings to go to, they have a lot of things going on. Uh, they're just waiting for you to step up and take initiative. And, and so if you're wanting to be in that next role, whether it's an AD, whether it's to whatever promotion, uh, whatever it looks like inside your organization, um, you don't need to wait to lead. You start leading today. Uh, why they shouldn't, well, you know, it's funny, like, well, I'll start doing that when I get promoted or when I get into this role. Well, why would you not do that today? And, and if, if your mindset is to wait, why would you ever get promoted? You wouldn't want to promote someone who says, well, I'll be a leader when... You want someone who takes initiative now, which what you talked about is taking control of yourself. Um, I would say modeling the behavior that you want those below you to have, uh, which again goes back to controlling yourself, to leading yourself. Um, be be the be the leader you would want them to be. Uh, model the behaviors that the behaviors that you want them to exhibit. Uh, kind of show them the way, and then and then as you said, connecting with them on an individual level. Like get out and walk down the hall. Um, go walk around the cubicles, just talk to people, not, not as boss, just talk to them, have a conversation. Um, and it doesn't have to be about work and how was your weekend? Any, any big plans this summer, um, valuing people as people, uh, and then developing them as people. And we want people to get better at their skills and want them to get better, um, at the, at their role. Um, but to even just asking them on a personal, like, what do you want to be? Like, what, what, what is, what is five years from now? What does that look like for you? What are your dreams? Um, is there something I can do to help you? You know, maybe you won't be here forever. Maybe, maybe you will. Um, but is there something I can do to, to help you out? Like what, what kind of things are you pursuing? Uh, and it's just, again, a way to connect and take ownership, um, of the people who are, who are in your care, so to speak. Yeah, it's a great, I mean, great point. I mean, think about if somebody came up to you and, and started those kind of conversations, I mean, beyond just the normal office kind of chit chat, water cooler stuff. Um, I think that's another challenge too, of how do you, I think when you're, when you're lower in an organization, you're kind of more in the, um, you know, in that, in that area that's maybe below the quote unquote leadership area. It's really tough to, to kind of stay positive all the time um, for a number of different reasons. I think in my experiences, uh, when I've been in roles like that, there's always more gossip. It's easier to complain. People bond over complaining. You know what I mean? Um, and it's the easiest way probably to make 
conversation. I'm guilty of it, and uh, I have been guilty of it. I'm sure everybody listening has at some point, uh, but it's a terribly unproductive mindset. And it's a really, you know, it's a real toxic mindset, not only for yourself, but how people will see you. Um, nobody wants to, that you're talking about, you're exactly right. People are looking at you either from above or from below or from, you know, the side and saying, what is this person like? Are they somebody who I could see in a leadership position? Are they somebody who I could see? Um, are they modeling the kind of behavior I want? Are they making my life easier? You know, um, it's another funny thing. And I'm sure you've had conversations like this with people who want to, um, you know, they're very, they're obsessed with being a, you know, in college sports, we'll say a senior associate for external or uh, an athletics director or whatever. And they're spending more time on that than their current job. Because, you, know, you know, you can you can skip steps and you can take shortcuts. And I, I think for the most part, that stuff catches up with you. Um, but the easiest way to get get somewhere and really and make that productive next step is to really just dominate your current role. You know, get things done. Be a, be a as, you, as you pointed out, be a, a, something that's easy to manage for your boss. Be somebody who's not a drain on on their resources, but providing some value, maybe some unexpected value. They're finding finding something in the organization to just latch on to be and being an expert in, you know, say you're you find something that's important to the organization and you just immerse yourself in in being an expert on that. And that's going to help your positioning, you know, in the eyes of everybody. People are going to notice that around you that you're taking that initiative um, and people above you are going to kind of see that, okay, this person is adding value, focusing on adding value, which really is, you know, what it all comes down to. Yeah. And I think you go back to the point of, of complaining. And I think that's a really easy way of most, um, I don't say most, but you see a lot of young leaders who are not in the, in the quote unquote um, AD chair or in that quote unquote leader position. Um, that's the way they connect with those below them is through that complaint mechanism that they, everyone can always find something that they're unhappy with. And that's also a way for them to deflect uh, any actual responsibility um, to not take ownership of it themselves. Well, you know, I know he's doing that. I don't like it either. I know that's really frustrating for you. You know, I, I tried to do something else, but they didn't want to do it. Um, so it's easy to, to kind of stoop to that level. And again, we've all, all been there. Um, I, I've raised my hand a billion times that I've, I've been there and it's not healthy. Um, none of us really, respect people who do that in the moment it feels like oh they get us but it's really uh just a just an immature thing to do um and what's interesting is that i've started to challenge people if it, because a lot of people are unhappy with their current situation not necessarily their job title or their role um, but with the culture with with the way things are going in, in their department uh and so that's their that's their default um response is to just complain i said well, what, what have you done to change it well that's not on me you know that's I'm just the whatever. It's like, well, no, you can actually change something. You can change how you operate. Um, you can change your mindset. You can impact the mindset of the people below you. Um, complaining actually doesn't, doesn't solve anything. Um, and they always say, well, if, whenever I'm an AD or whenever I'm a team president or whenever I'm a director, like, why aren't you doing those things now? Like, those are always just excuses. And again, I've, I've certainly been there. That's not to um, point fingers at anyone. It's, it's a lot of the stuff we're, we're sharing come out of our own, own failures and own um, situations and frustrations, but I, you know, I had a boss when I was in the healthcare world, if we ever came to him with an idea and thankfully he was pretty receptive to ideas we're like, Hey, what if we did this? Wouldn't this be better? Wouldn't this make us better? He'd say, great. You're in charge of it. I was like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't know. I meant like you do that. Like, I just think it's a good idea. It's like, I know, but you're going to do it. And so some people, it was interesting to watch to see, uh, who would actually take ownership? Like who would, who would say, you know what? Like, I'm not just going to talk about ideas or complain about ideas. I will, I will put them into action. Cause some people are like, 
oh, if that's the case, I'm not speaking up about anything ever again, um, or at least not to the president. I'll just complain to everyone else around me. Yeah. Or others like, man, if this is a really good idea, I'm going to go to him, and then I can actually create that change. Um, which, again, it's taking initiative. Saying, hey, I think this could be better. And he's saying, great, own it. That's all you. Uh, which is what people above you want to see. They want to see you being a problem solver. They want to see you taking initiative. And they probably know that these things need to happen. Uh, but again, they're just busy. And so if you can see what, what, what people are looking for in those below them who they eventually want to promote or take from other schools to put in new positions, um, they're looking for people who see the big picture of things and, and start, like you said, add value, be an expert in that area, be a problem solver um, so that they don't have to deal with all that stuff. It allows them to use their right hand and, and uh, be great at their role and, and they can trust, hey, I know this person. I don't have to babysit them. They're taking ownership um, as if this is their own department. They, they're taking charge of people. They're taking ownership of the work, um, which, which raises the level of everyone around you. And it's, it's not being, there's a, there's a uh, and this will kind of be our lead into how you lead across with your peers. It, there's, a, there's a fine line between doing that because you see what needs to be done and doing that because you're trying to get the next role and sucking up. Um, people see through that, that, that lack of authenticity. Like they know, because if you're doing that, you're, again, you're for yourself. You're actually for people. Um, and true influence, true leadership comes when you, when you put your ego to the side, your wants and needs to the side and say, you know what, this just needs to be done. Whether I get credit or not, whether I get promoted or not, it doesn't matter. It just needs to be done. And, and I think the best way is to then if somebody notice it, notices that, then take the whole team say, yeah, the team did amazing work on this. Always push that credit to someone else. So let's, um, let's dig into this, this idea of leading across. And I think this is where it gets really tricky. Um, because you have to learn to work not just over people, uh, which even sounds you know kind of domineering, but you have to learn to, to lead people. But you also have to learn to lead people next to you, um, and which looks like collaboration, looks like communication, looks like a lot of things, um, and it can just be really tricky um, because you have to, intent goes a long way here. So what are what are some things that you've seen, good, bad, uh, and, and different on how you lead people who are who are next to you, who are who are peers? Yeah, we've we've talked about this um, a few times um, in my new role that I I'm guess I'm about a year into now. Um, this has really been my primary area of focus is leading across. Um, you know, it's a it's a smaller team, but my my current role has more overlap with just about everybody in the building, um, from our support staff who's getting help desk calls to um, to our marketing team to our developers to actually building the products that we come up with. Um, to, to people that I need to kind of pull into projects to get things done. And I, I think um, we've talked about it a lot, the, the competency and credibility. Um, I think that comes really almost first in this process, especially if you're getting somewhere um, new. You need to convince people that you know what you're doing, that you'll be reliable, you'll follow through on things. And you have to, um, I think, also share what you're trying to accomplish as much as possible. Um, you know, for, so for my case, you know, it's building the product roadmap that is going to serve our partners better. Um, you know, we talk about that every single day in, internally and, and it's, it's people probably know now that that's, you know, what I'm focused on. How do we make SID's lives easier and, and people on staff, um, the people that we work with, how do we make a product that fits them better? And, you know, three or four different ways. Um, so people are probably tired of hearing me say that, but I think everybody knows where we're coming from. And that's a big part of, of that. And then, and establishing the credibility. And, um, we talked about it a little bit before, but it's amazing how much it can be impactful to people around you. If you share some of the credit, you know, 
I've come in and there's things that I get too much credit for. And I try to, you know, throw it to, I couldn't have done this without so-and-so on the project management team. So-and-so over here in the marketing team really deserves most of the credit for this. You say it at times in, in meetings and, and, uh, you know, it, it's been, it's been impactful. And I think, um, that's really helped in this case, get some credibility internally. And, um, I'm sure that's something that can be carried over to most organizations. People like feeling appreciated. I mean, that's as close to a universal thing. It sounds so obvious. Um, but you're right, especially people who are thinking about being in leadership. Um, you know, most of us are ambitious and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to be at the top of an organization and be successful and, and make money and, and get accolades and do those things. That's, um, for the most part, productive fuel, um, if used the right way, but, um, having a little bit of that humility can go a long way. Um, and it, and it, it, it doesn't need to be, you're not getting credit for things. It just means you're sharing some of the credit and you're making other people around you look good. Um, that's an enormous, uh, enormously impactful thing, at least in my opinion. Yeah. You will never hurt yourself by praising other people and, and by sharing credit. Uh, and again, it's a very simple thing. Um, but it goes, it goes such a long way because it is, especially in the sports world, everything is a competition. It's winner takes all. Everyone's fighting for that next move up for that next position. And again, it, there's nothing wrong with being ambitious um, or, or wanting to be successful, but you want to do that the right way. Like you want it to achieve that success the right way. Um, you don't want to do that by stepping on people or by shoving people down as you climb up the ladder. And, and so I think, uh, this is where, when you're talking about leading across self-preservation, like pushes itself to the surface in this, because you're constantly feel like you have to prove yourself to the people next to you. Like I need to prove that I'm better to the, than them, or I need to prove I'm an equal to them. It's like, no, you don't, you just have to show up, be again, be great at what you do. Uh, and I think be a friend to people. Like the, the best way to like diffuse that competition is to just be their friend. Hey, what can I help you with? What are you working on? How are things going? Um, are you having a good week? Like how, how are you doing? And, and creating that personal connection um, and letting them know that you are their advocate. Not that you have any more influence or less influence. Like, and I want to, like, how can I help your team win? Like, I know you're on product management. I'm on sales. They're on compliance. They're in development. Like how, what can I do to, to, to help your team win. Cause at the end of the day, we're all in this together. And, and we had a great conversation with uh, a friend who's a senior level AD at a, at a power five school. And they've got a new department that they're building. Um, and there's some frustration in, in uh, how, you know, their department was going to work with this other one and they, they should be working hand in hand, um, but it was so new. And, and so there's just a lot of frustration. Um, and so I'm like, uh, in our coaching calls, you know, what if you just had, what if you initiated a conversation, say, Hey, how are things going? Um, I know that we're kind of working together or we should be. I have some thoughts about how that can be great for everyone, but I'd love to hear what you guys, like, what are your dreams? What are your hopes? How, how do you think this all works out? What are your plans? And it actually went really awkward <laughs> when they initiated that conversation. Like it just, it just shut down. But the next day, the person on the other team reached out and said, I'm really sorry. That was awkward. To be honest. We don't know what we're doing. Um, we're trying to lay out this roadmap and we're trying to do that ourselves. Um, but we just don't really know what's happening. And so they feel because of that insecurity, they feel like everyone is kind of against them and judging them. And she's like, no, like we're all in this together. Like what, how can I, how can I help you? Like, cause it, cause if you win, I win, if I win, we all like, and so again, you never know what insecurities other people are, are working with. Um, so I think the more you can just reach out and collaborate, be a friend, uh, like I said, share the credit. Um, I think, 
also, which this kind of goes along the lines of sharing credit, but letting their ideas win. Um, we always want to fight for our idea because that shows that we're the most competent, that we're the best. Like, well, what if their idea is best? Like, again, put down that ego and say, at the end of the day, if the best idea wins, we all win. Because if I have a great idea and like my little pocket wins, but the rest of the department is failing, then that doesn't look good on me. Um, I need to let the idea win that's best for all of us uh, and champion that idea. Not just say, all right, let's go with that. But how can we all go all in on that and, and not play the victim role or be real passive aggressive after that happens? Just cha- be a champion of their ideas. Um, and again, intent goes to a lot of this. Um, but if you, can, if you can cut through that, that culture of competition, of unhealthy competition, because competition is not bad, but if you can cut through that unhealthy competition piece um, and say, you know what, like, I, I don't need any credit, I don't need anything, I'm going to do my job great and I'm going to try to help you win as well, how do we all do that? People start, people, everyone else will start to model that behavior and say, okay, we actually can work together. It doesn't have to be marketing versus communications versus compliance versus ticket sales. Like it can be all of us together. And then what happens when that becomes the actual culture, when there's a true culture of collaboration, where nobody cares about who gets credit because they know that if the team wins, we all win. Like that's yeah. the best way for us to look good is for, is for everyone to actually win. That's, that looks better for all of us. It, yeah. Uh, it reminds me of another quote, uh, again, drawing a blank on who said it, but you know, it's amazing what you can do when you don't care who gets the credit. And I think, um, getting, you know, pulling the other guy up, um, in the conversation or in the relationship is never, you're never going to lose doing that. And the thing that goes hand in hand with that, I think, um, is the idea of taking responsibility when things really don't go well. I mean, how many times, um, and again, I think it's one of these things that's naturally kind of hardwired into us when something goes wrong and, the boss is upset. Kind of, uh, I didn't. I didn't. It's not my area. I, it, that's um, that's not that's not leader. That's not leader's behavior. That's not something that anybody respects. Um, being able to say, hey, you know what? I could have communicated that better. You know, I could have. Uh, uh, I'll make sure that doesn't happen again. Um, that's my bad. I didn't give so and so on the staff the information. You know, you're not going to really get hammered on that in most cases um you know if you're taking uh taking responsibility kind of stepping up and owning owning it um it's it's a way to operate you know not only i think will people respect that but you'll be better at what you're doing when you decide like i'm not i'm not going in halfway on this i'm assuming responsibility for what needs to get done and i'm cutting out the excuses on how it won't get happen it won't happen it's easy to say yeah well that would have been a great project if you know the marketing team had gotten on board with it say i'm going to take complete you know extreme ownership over this thing and try to make it happen i think that you know that's what leaders do i think that looks good but it also is effective and it will you know help you be better at what you're doing yeah i think you know at the end of the day leaders define culture leadership is not a leader is not a title position so what if, if you're acting that way if you're not taking ownership if you're not fully buying in just because the idea isn't yours you're giving everyone else permission to do the same thing, whether they're the people across the table from you that are, that are, that are equal, that are peers or people below you, you're giving them all permission to, to do the same thing to you. Well, if only he had done this, if only she had done that, it's like, no, I want to, we have to take ownership of our personal culture, call people up to what they're capable of, own our own mistakes. You know what? I screwed that up. That's on me. Um, what can I do to fix it? Um, that's my bad. And because people, there's such a, we hate apologizing for things. We view that as such a weakness. Like, nope, we're all going to screw up. Like every single day, we're all going to screw up. And the more we just acknowledge that, say, man, I screwed that up. That's my bad. Um, 
what do you need from me? How, how can I fix it? Or hopefully you know how to fix it. But if you don't, just say, hey, what, what do you need from me to make this better? Um, and then actually acting on it. Because those apologies don't matter if you don't act on them. If you're just constantly apologizing, well, then right. it's a waste of time. Uh, but just having the, the humility to say, yeah, I screwed that up. Um, and the humility to praise other people when they, when they execute on an idea that wasn't yours. Maybe you, maybe you didn't think their idea was the best, but you decided, you know what, I'm still going to go all in. And when it's, when it's over, like, man, that, that was a great idea. Like, I'm glad we went that direction. Everybody bought in. Uh, and just, again, being, being a friend of people, calling them up, praising their ideas, um, and, and giving them the credit they deserve. Every, everyone deserves credit. And the more that we push that credit to other people, um, the more people actually want to be around us, the more that our influence is going to build. Um, and I think, again, you, you go to the point you mentioned on the influence model of, you know, when you talk about credibility and, and competency and character, like the more we can build all those things we talked about in a previous episode, um, the more people are, that are equals to us are going to want to buy in and work with us as well. And so it's just a, you know, it's all hard because every day we're having to fight our own ego, our own pride. Um, but if we can put that down and say, how do I help the team win? How do I help the people around me win? Um, then, then we actually do get to win. Yeah, and it, it's a, it comes nice full circle, doesn't it, about this not waiting until you're in a position where you have to or you're asked to lead. Um, for one, that, that might not come as fast or if at all if you don't kind of do this behavior. But the, the idea that you'll wait till that time is almost like saying, I'll, you know, I'll wait till I'm in the NBA to practice my jump shot. You know, that, how stupid does that sound, right? Like it, that's, uh, that's not going to work. Um, you're never going to get there. Um, so, you know, if, if we could leave with one thing, I think in this, this conversation, it's that, you know, you don't need a title. It doesn't matter if you're um, entry level or not, you know, start working on these things. And, and, you know, obviously whoever's listening to this knows they have, you know, an interest in this and have some ambition to, to, to get to a leadership position, but, you know, you might not have the senior, uh, associate role yet or an AD role yet or a team president role yet, but um, there's plenty you can do to get ready for, for that when it's coming, when it comes. Yeah. I think it, that's a huge takeaway. Number one, own, own your role where you are. Like don't, don't wait. And if you look at people right now who are successful, um, if you look at, you know, we could name off 50 athletic directors. They didn't wait to start leading until they got into that athletic director chair. They started leading when they were young, they took ownership, they took control, um, and they did it with humility. The ones that we look up to, the one that we admi- the ones that we admire, they did it with humility. They did it with sacrifice, um, and they didn't wait. So you don't need to. There's no need to wait um, on on trying to be a leader. Just just start. Just do it. Um, everyone will respond to someone who's fighting for the highest good of those around them and those who do it with humility. Um, and it's it's that sounds simple. Like that's a catchy little phrase. Whatever. Um, it is it is hard to do. Um, but if we don't do it, we're not going to grow. We're not going to become great leaders. And so do it and then do it again and then do it again and then do it again. Um, and slowly but surely you'll build influence. You'll build a great team and people will want to be around you. Um, and then ultimately you, you get promoted. People want to work for you. And so it's, um, there's, there's no reason to wait. And so again, if you're listening to this podcast, you are a leader. You, you won't become one. And so you start to believe that you are one. And then you, once you believe it, then you start acting, acting on that. Um, and, and creating that healthy culture. So uh, I think it's good. It's great, great topic. It's a really, um, really interesting conversation for people. Um, and hopefully they, they walk away with some things that they can, they can apply as they, as they learn to grow and lead um, in, their, in their current environment. Yeah, I think this segues really well into something that, Kevin, that you and I have been talking about uh, that we'd like to do with the podcast, um, which is kind of a, a look at 
the the modern athletics director. You know, it's a little bit more tailored to the uh, the college space, but um, you know, we we'd like to sit down with some people who are in these leadership positions, hear about their career journeys. So, um, you know, again, like everything with the show, we want to hear the feedback uh, from people who are listening. Uh, we're both very easy to to find on Twitter and, and email and anywhere else, um, but we would love to hear um, some people's thoughts on. Uh, who we should reach out to. If you, maybe you are an athletics director, maybe you're, uh, you work for somebody who would be good, who, uh, whose story is worth telling and that, um, that maybe we could talk to and um, hopefully we can get, get some of those going soon. So please hit us up if you have some, uh, some topics or some potential interview, uh, interviewees. Great. So thanks everyone for listening. Uh, this is episode 14 of the Sports Leadership Podcast. Really good conversation. I look forward to hearing um, from you on what you think about this topic. So we'll leave you with that. Uh, continue to lead from where you are and uh, you are all uh, leaders and uh, this is a thing to continue to work on and uh, improve it. Don't wait till you have that title. Um, jump in right now and, and make it happen. So uh, for Kevin DeShazo, Culture Wins Championships and Fieldhouse Media, this is Mark Hodgkin. Thanks for listening.